0: This concept of success, it's a curious thing, in my opinion. After I got into personal development and broke free from the corporate world, I pondered upon it for so long. Like, what is success? And I realized success is hugely subjective. Everyone's got their own version of what success is. But so many of us have an overlapping version of what success is based on the society that we grew up in. And so I I kind of wonder a lot of the time, I wonder if success is really what we define as being successful. Does that come from us as individuals? Or does this come from like a seed that's been planted already within our brain? Like it's almost like we've been brainwashed into having a defined version of success for us. And since it's been in there for such a long time and we haven't really been given another way, to define success, it's like, well, that just must be what it is. We, you know, Who really questions it? If you dive into this conversation and you've listened to enough podcasts and you've heard the greats talk about this and anyone that's been on an incredible journey through life, whether it's a spiritual journey or a business and entrepreneurial journey or an emotional journey or a journey of epic challenge and, and like real heartbreak you'll start noticing that their versions of success is the way they define it is very different from what maybe society general pop culture society and what would tell us it is you know what the in- entertainment industry will tell it is or share with us what it is i think success has been passed down from generation from generation and hugely influenced by the challenges that they faced. Say through the Great Depression, what success was back then, I think this has still got an impact on us today. That through the Great Depression of say the 1930s, if you didn't have a great if you didn't have a job that gave you a steady income, then you were at risk of dying of starvation or having the basic necessities. And so success is usually defined by going, okay, if you can take care of the basic necessities and survive, well, then you're successful because survival was success. In a day and age that we're in now, I think it goes well beyond that. We're capable and have so much more available to us, yet society is still saying success is get a good job, get a house, get a relationship, have the kids, pay the mortgage and Survive, do what you need to do until the day that you die, and hopefully, you've left a legacy. Is that really success? When health challenges are through the roof, uh, depression, unfulfillment, social systems are breaking down. I'm not a huge fan of any of the real systems in this world. Look at the banking systems, the education systems, the law. Um, the law constructs and systems financial systems even relationship systems work systems all these systems they don't really seem to help us as humanity and maybe we've been indoctrinated into what we perceive to be successful through capitalism and materialism and I believe our versions of success these days is really just modern day slavery that keep us from who it is that we truly are. So I bring this, I bring this conversation up in this session because if we don't really look at a holistic version of what success is and really on the pursuit of becoming who we possibly could become. Now, I I believe another belief is it's our human responsibility. It's our responsibility as a human to fill our potential. If you're someone that believes in God or some version of God, like we've been given all these incredible attributes, all these incredible talents, like the power that lays within us, even from a spiritual perspective or whatever it is that you believe in, we're incredible powerful beings and we've been given these gifts and to not fulfill those gifts i think we're doing ourselves each other our civilization our humanity we're doing the entire world a disservice everything a disservice if we don't fill our potential so i believe it's our responsibility to fill our potential yet we're trapped in the system that keeps us back from even tapping into it. Now, how do I know this? Well, I don't know, just a hunch, just a guess, maybe tap into your, tap into yourself. Look at where it is that you're at. Yeah. If you're someone that, doesn't have a lot of financial money, or you don't have the visually appealing lifestyle. Chances are you're chasing that because that's what's been marketed. That's the dream I grew up in. For you know, entrepreneurial world, I grew up in the affiliate marketing side of business. for just like six months or so until I realized that wasn't the dream at all. But it's marketed like, oh, you need an independent laptop lifestyle and you need the money and the fancy things and make it look all appealing and you need to make it look all appealing because that will appeal to others to come in and be indoctrinated into the system also which is kind of a broken system and if you're on someone on the other side of things maybe you've got a six seven eight figure business Some of my clients they've shared this they've got three million four million and they don't give a shit about the next million they're like, I don't even want to get out of fucking bed. I don't want to go into work. I don't want to do any of this. Built a fortress around them absolutely hating their lives. Money is not the problem. And they're worse off than those ones that are just trying to create the visually appealing lifestyle, getting by on 50 grand a year. And I'm like, that's not living. That's not life. But that's what has been conditioned to believe that's where it is that we need to go. Another car, another watch. And I know this conversation comes up a lot, but what do we do differently? And so I really want to share what I've discovered. I've discovered this in emerging entrepreneurship and then coaching and emerging entrepreneurship. Why people weren't able to build and get started in the lifestyle that they really loved. And then on the other end of the spectrum on very well-established entrepreneurs who are still not happy in their lives, have achieved everything that it is that they were taught that they need to achieve and depressed, burnt out, disconnected, lacking any sense of worth, belonging, success, feeling of accomplishment, even though they've achieved so much. Or you could be somewhere in between. This conversation is relevant. And the one thing... The one thing that continues, astoundingly continues to be true is that, and I say this, I I invite my clients to do this all the time. And the clients, obviously the clients that are working with me, they're working with me because they trust me. And I say, please trust me on this. And they say, okay, then. And I say, we got to stop looking at what it is that you want to do and start focusing on what it is that you need to do. And then I say, let correct it stop focusing on where it is that you want to be going and start focusing on who it is that you need to become and like what do you mean and so for example someone that is creating a new business all they're doing is focusing on their new business or someone that's got an established business all they're doing is showing up to all their business meetings or someone that's just really wanting to do I've got clients that are like are performance athletes and they'll be on stage you know like bikini models or like the um the bodybuilding competitions all they do is focus on getting super ripped and shredded now sure it's questionable whether it's healthy in a physical sense to a degree I think it is and then it goes beyond that but from a mental and emotional sense, certainly unhealthy in any areas of of those, those elements of life. And so what we need is to be able to have like this 360 degree dominance over our life. And if dominance is too much of a heavy word, it's like a 360 degree responsibility. Because no matter how much success that you're creating in one area, I see this all the time with those relentless driven people in any area, like uh, my favorite people to work with are the really driven, relentless people that are going after any, everything in life, the ones that want it all. And they're like, yeah, fuck mediocrity. I'm never gonna settle. And I start talking to them and I realize most of their life is settling because they're so determined and driven on one area. They've been settling for mediocrity in every other area of their life. So going back to the four inter- um, interior empires of performance that I mentioned in the intro, mindset, heart set, health set, soul set, they might have the mindset, the determination, the relentlessness to keep showing up, but they're doing it at the expense of their emotional well-being, for example, or the physical health. And how that looks is, Look at the people that have got the most money in the world, or even the ones that are around you that have a successful business that might be turning over a couple of million dollars or or whatever it is. How's their relationship with their wife? How prison are they, are they with their kids? And I ask them, I have these conversations with them say, you know, what is it about you showing up to go and build that business and create all that wealth? What's really driving you to do that? And they say, Oh, for I really want to be able to create this well so I can share it with my family and share it with my kids. I'm like, great. Okay. you got the money to share with your, with your kids. Why is it so important? How is it so important to you? I'm like, well, I just really want, I really love them. I really want to be with them. I really want to share the joys and the passions with them. And it's like they're taking the long road home. Sure. We need money to create experience. But what so many people do is use the money making as the distraction or the excuse in not creating the experience because they don't know how to experience they don't know how to feel they don't know how to create that emotional connection with those that they care most about so it's easier to go and earn the money now this is this is true for you know in in the in the entrepreneurial business world for example because they're so out of touch with their own emotions. Like you've, I ask them all the time, you've got more money than what the majority of the people on this planet have, yet you're still going after more money. Why not just go direct to creating the experience with your, your kids or your wife, or the people that you care most about? And this goes back to the conversations we're having in the last couple of episodes around facing the reality. I'm like, shit, I actually, I have no idea. I don't know how to connect. I don't have a level of emotional intimacy or vulnerability with myself, let alone to have it with someone else. It's the same kind of conversation when I'm talking to like bodybuilders or like you know people that are really jacked up in the gym. They put so much time and love and attention and everything into creating this physique that is incredible. It takes so much determination and relentless drive to keep showing up. And I have a lot of respect for that. But again, it comes at the expense of themselves in another area of their life. And so this is where the compulsions of the addictions show up once again, going, mm, I'm doing this because I don't have a sense of worthiness within me. And this is how it is. This is how I received love when I was young. That if I was good and strong, or whether I was, had a financial, I've got a financial value to provide, I can pay the bills because this is how it is that I accepted, I was accepted into the tribe. So that's all I know how to do. And all these areas start pulling on each other. I trust that you can see, and this is a conversation if you're out there just trying to get, get started in entrepreneurship and it's not working for you, And so I had, I had this conversation a lot when I first started out coaching and emerging entrepreneurship, they go out and would look at why they couldn't get, they couldn't do these. So many clients couldn't do the thing that they need to do. And often it came back to a fear of judgment, a fear of judgment. They didn't want to put themselves out there which a lot of people have. I think we all have. Right? I talked about this in the very first podcast. I procrastinated on on doing these sessions for so long because I wasn't able to get the video right, or the audio right, or I had background noises, or I didn't know what to talk about. And a lot of it, I think, was judgment, of course. But I also had, I've got an incredible partner, incredible support network, incredible clients that champion me, bro. Now I share this with you because so many people starting out in business will focus just on business and not be able to get going and wonder why they're procrastinating on it. And so a lot of people, I was like, and so I'd ask them around, say affiliate marketing—that's where it is that I started, but it doesn't have to be this. And they're doing the hard thing, okay? And so what kind of support networks do you have? And they're like, well, my partner thinks I'm crazy for doing this; it will never work. I'm like, really? So the person that apparently you should be most connected and, you know, having a mutual support, love, care for each other is judging you for doing this. And like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that must be really tough. Okay. And who else, who else is championing you? Who's in your corner? You know, what about your friends? And like, oh yeah. My friends, they think I'm crazy as well. And I'm like, so you're trying to do this alone. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, wow. It must be really tough. Can't do this alone. Yeah, the saying goes, never do it alone. You need to have the community that will support and champion, especially those closest to you. And I use this example because it's astoundingly true that we need connection, need loves and support. One of the one a huge study, one of the biggest studies done is the quality of our life is determined by the quality of our relationships. If we don't have the relationships we want in life. It's amazing to the extent in which that we will suppress and make it look like we're fine. but really we're dead inside. I did this personally with parallax apparel. This is where my drive came from. It's a really vulnerable story. So if I can share with you, I'm going to, and I appreciate the Understanding of what this takes for me to share with you. The reason why I was able to be so successful with Parallax apparel so quickly is because that was my perfect escapism from how lonely, disconnected and dead I was inside coming out of the corporate world. I was emotionally broken. Like, I was numb. I had nothing. And then I, at least I found some passionate inspiration for this idea, concept, and going out and building an incredible lifestyle, chasing the wind and chasing my my dream of kite surfing around the world. So I put my heart and soul into it, at least what I had left. I'd work 15 hours a day, seven days a week. It wasn't sustainable. I was on the edge of burnout. I didn't let myself get burnt out. Once I just, I'd crushed myself as As far as I possibly could, it was like coming up for a breath of fresh air, get on Tinder, swipe as much as I could until I got at least a couple of dates, go out on the dates. And the dates were great. It gave me a release, just changing up the pace of being able to connect with someone, a different conversation. Usually talk about myself the whole time, of course, because that's all I knew. I was self-centered Daniel Lawson but I thought I was pretty interesting. And the people that I was dating probably thought I was pretty interesting too. they all, they'd happy be happy to do a second date. Second dates went difficult. Probably usually wouldn't get to third dates, but because that's all I needed. Then I'll go back another two weeks at the hard grind, building my life, building my lifestyle and my business. And then I come out and I'm like, fuck. Jeez, so I got to take a break. And I'll go back and message those girls that I was dating. And most of them wouldn't respond. Some of them had the decency I don't even know, I don't think decency is even the right word, but like, I think maybe more now I look back on it, maybe compassion saying, hey, Dan, you like just ghosted me for the last two weeks. Like, what's with that? I'm not really that interested in someone that has no sense of like care or respect to even message back after, you know, these great dates that we went on and then just disappeared. I just don't want to see you. And I followed this pattern for a while until I realized that, this is in a functional way to build healthy, happy, functional relationships. Then I finally moved to Bali. And in Bali, I had enough money. Bali's cheap. So, I, you know, money wasn't a problem. Time wasn't a problem. And there was a whole lot of space. I didn't need to cook, didn't need to clean, didn't need to do my groceries, didn't need to take care of any of the mundane stuff in life. I could only work on my business so much until I was like burnt out from business. And I realized I had no friends, no relationships. And it was really, really tough. That's where I faced my reality. And I made a commitment, made a pact to myself that I need to fix the things that were broken. And I share the story with you because I could have kept on just building more business, building more wealth. It's what inspired me and lit me up, but it wasn't successful. That's where I win. I won in the business world. I one under sales i won under creating commercial value but in connecting i didn't win i was dead i was broken i was so sad and lonely so this message is for those of you that are out there hustling and grinding at business And maybe that is your compulsion. That is your distraction from the pain of what's truly going on. And this is your invitation to now stop focusing on what it is that you want to be focusing on and start focusing on who it is that you need to become. And for me, I need to become and develop more loving, more caring, more compassionate. It was for me, it was a lot more of the feminine energies. To be honest, I think for me, I had this incredible masculine drive that disconnected me from any of the soft touch of compassion and self-love and acceptance and creativity to be around others. And I get the feedback now that I'm way more fun to be around than what I used to be back then. I didn't think I had a problem. I didn't think I had a problem, you know, around others. But now people share with me, yeah, I was incredibly narcissistic, judgmental and it wasn't that fun. So I appreciate the feedback. I probably, maybe I got the feedback back then, but I couldn't hear it. And so how we go on this journey. If this message is resonating with you, if it's standing, I really want to invite you to, I'm going to provide a workbook where you can take yourself through a series of questions and help you face more of your reality and just tap into more of where it is that you've been settling. Again, those parts of us that have been protecting ourselves from the truth will be keeping you from being able to obviously see this. But when you bring intention and attention and start asking yourself where it is that you haven't been showing up for holistic success, holistic growth, or holistic well-being, you'll start seeing the signs. It's easy to see. And you can start creating, if you want, you can start creating a different experience of life start focusing on what it is that you need for holistic success and so a great activity for this is maybe you'll be familiar with it called the wheel of life well i call it the wheel of Entrepreneurship. i broke it down into nine dimensions but i think the most important dimensions are the internal dimensions and the connected dimensions so a mindset Mindset and emotional well-being. I think B2 dimensions are really important to put in there. Um, then maybe your personal hobbies and interests. They probably can come later. Passions and inspiration, I think, is really important. And then intimate relationship, friends and family. They're the, those are the segments that, oh, and then physical health and vitality. I think that's really important as well. They're the segments that come up most and that we first work on when I work with any of my clients, I, everyone I've worked with has got incredible value from working with emotion, their emotionality. I think in this world we are being conditioned to disconnect from our emotional vulnerability or emotional intimacy with ourselves. And it takes a lot of courage to step into that for yourself. It's easy to be the hero in the external world, but to be the hero for yourself internally, it's not something that most people have been taught because I don't think we've just got many demonstrations of what that really looks like in this world. And so if you do this for yourself, you become an incredible catalyst of inspiration for others around you. And if you've got kids, what a wonderful gift to be giving them for them and, and the next generation to come. I think we have a really wonderful ripple effect on it. But the wheel looks like, so if you draw it out like a big pizza, and then um, divide it into the dimensions that you want to cover. It's in the workbook, by the way, and then break it down. We can start giving ourselves a rating of each of where we want it to be at 100%. We can start building out a fuller picture, which when we see the wheel and we drew it out, it's incredible of how going, wow, if that was the wheel on my car My and, and, um, and my car was my life. It wouldn't be a very, it'd be a pretty bumpy ride. And, or if I was trying to push that and that was the wheel, wow, no wonder I can't get momentum and where it is that we're going, because the fact of the matter is life doesn't happen in isolation. All of these dimensions pull on each other. And so maybe if one is like 10 out of 10 and the others for say, say for a business, business is really hard to get or like uh, emerging business is really hard to continue to create momentum and wealth and functionality. If your emotionality is down, you just want to start procrastinating or lay in bed or not show up to it or say intimate relationship or your support network. If it's not there, it's really hard to step out and take risks. I mean, we We need all of this or like to show up to the challenge. You need your health and vitality. You need energy it's hard to go after things if you're always tired or your health isn't there. Just, you just not going to survive the challenge. It's going to be, it's just going to take everything out of you. And so all of these areas, So a great place to start is looking at the area that you've been neglecting, the area that you've been sitting in, where you've been accepting mediocrity. And then three major dimensions is going, okay, step into that place of being able to dream again, dream it out as a hundred percent, then connecting with, once I've created that, what is the evidence? What is the evidence that I've created that? How is it that I would know that I've created that? Like, if you can dream it, it means that you already have it within you. You've already experienced it. So connect with how it is that you experience that 100% and go nuts on this. Like, create pages. What you'll probably find is that it's actually really challenging to write more than a few sentences. That's where you get your coach to help you with it. And then the third part of it is going, okay, well, now I know what the evidence is, what it is that I need to create. That's the kind of person I need to become. All right, what is it that I need to do? What are my rules? What are my standards? What are my personal commitments? I'm going to show up to daily in order to train myself to become the kind of person that can create the evidence in my life. And now you're painting a picture to create what that 100% looks like. And when you do this, it's incredible how quickly things will change and how quickly you can become the type of person that has the life that you can dream of. This is a module I've been helping my clients through for years now. It's like one of the very first modules I ever created. And I still use it to this day because it's incredibly powerful and it breaks it down into really simple steps, it's actionable allows you to step into your discomfort, push through, overcome the challenges and become an even better version of you while being an inspiration for others and bringing others along on the journey with you. So if you'd love help with it, please reach out. Happy to help you with it. I'm gonna drop in an activity for you to be able to help yourself with it. If you're working with someone, you've got a close friend, you find and work with them, accountability buddy on this and, and, and champion each other. I'd love to hear how you get along with it as well. I trust this, uh, this session has been useful valuable you're able to take plenty away from it. and I'm um, tuning in for the next session. I'd love to share the insights for our epic guest and what their perspectives on this 360 degree dominance and bringing I don't I don't I don't like the word balance. I prefer because life doesn't happen in balance. i prefer just to have it all. You can't go 50 50 in anything in life. that's my perspective. If you're going 50 50 it means that you're going to get mediocre results across the board. So I'd rather just go for having it all, which requires some boundaries, some priorities and knowing your values and then really showing up. So let's see where we take it in the next episode with our guests. Tune in. i see you there.